0: hello and welcome back to tells hi andrew nimi hi in this episode of tells we're back in las vegas andrew has quit poker and (laughs) we're gonna sit down for our chat welcome
1: uh not completely accurate but hi it's good to be here
0: (laughs) you don't want me to tell people you quit poker
1: no i don't think i've (laughs) quit it Yet. Not yet, anyway. Maybe. Maybe soon.
0: Are you thinking about it?
1: Always. Always. Really? I mean, not when it's going well. (laughs) That's not the time to quit.
0: You know, I think that's such a poker thing. Do you think there's other places in, or other jobs, maybe like sports, where they tell you not to quit when it's going well? Because, you know, the saying that's most popular is quit while you're ahead. Right. But in poker, you don't quit while you're ahead. If you're ahead and the game is good, this is what I have read multiple times. If you're ahead, the game is good, and you're not feeling tired, you should keep playing.
1: Right. Yeah, you want to let those winners run. But I think that uh, statement is actually nonsense. Quit while you're ahead.
0: So I wonder how it became so popular. I don't know. Maybe it was said in jest because I don't know the... The origin or uh-huh. the backstory it's kind of like sorry we'll go back to this but you remember i was watching the unabomber what is it the unabomber docu-series docu-series on netflix and he had his he used the phrase you can't eat your cake and have it too
1: have your cake and eat it too. No, no the
0: correct phrase is you can't eat your cake and have it too which makes sense because i've never understood you can't have your cake and eat it too i was like huh that's why I don't use that phrase. But the actual phrase is you can't eat your cake and have it too, which makes sense because once you've eaten it, then it's no longer there.
1: Yes, of course. What does that have to do with?
0: Phrases that become popular for, you know, and then obviously change ah, the meaning over okay. time. But back to.
1: Okay. Well, this quick your ahead thing. I don't know if it started in the, in gambling terms, other terms, uses. But like you know, people say like when you're gambling, like playing blackjack or craps or something, that you should quit while you're ahead.
0: That's where I've heard it. At the at the tables.
1: Yeah, it doesn't really make any sense.
0: But at the tables it should probably make sense because you're playing against the house and the house always has the edge.
1: Yeah. But, so that's
0: why it doesn't make sense perhaps in poker.
1: But like when you quit while you're while you're ahead, are you never gonna play craps or blackjack again?
0: No, it just says when you're up because yeah, I understand. It's unlikely that you'll win against the house right long term but are
1: you ever going to play it again yes so then you're automatically not quitting while you're ahead because when you play the next time you're automatically taking the worst of it so it doesn't matter that you're up that you're ahead or you're not ahead because you're playing a, a losing game anyway
0: but then i think people think of it as like every time you go to the blackjack table, you reset, you yeah. know? So it's like this brand new session and you refuel right. your luck. Whereas yeah. Makes you. Makes no sense. You don't think of it that way. In you, poker or in anything? Say video poker, we'll go back to an old example. Okay. You would always play video poker and say, I'm owed a win or something. <laughs> yeah, but that's because
1: I was playing plus EV poker. That's a big difference.
0: So what should people who are playing table games do?
1: not think about whether they're ahead or behind or any of that. They should just expect to lose, have fun while they're doing it.
0: I that's think nobody would gamble if that was the <laughs> I know, sort of rational thinking. That's because
1: nobody is rational in the world.
0: No, there's absolutely
1: no... nobody. Except for me.
0: <laughs> How not fun? I'm going to the crap's table <laughs> and I put my money down. And maybe I'll lose. Like, it doesn't even feature. People go, I'm feeling lucky. And yep. if they do lose, then it's a surprise. Hmm.
1: But that whole phrase, quit while you're ahead, is nonsensical. The end. <laughs>
0: uh. <laughs> okay, but then what if you are behind? Should you quit while you're behind? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Depends. Depends how much pain you want to endure.
0: It's the same, though, even with like if you are buying stocks, right? They like let your winners run Mm -hmm. and cut your losers off quickly. Right. But usually what happens is that you let your losers run Mm -hmm. because you always think that the luck will sort of reset or whatever you're, you know what I mean?
1: So anyway, I am not quitting poker yet.
0: But what about quit while you're head at a job? Is there any job that you think might, warrant quit while you're ahead or anything in life that might warrant uh
1: if you're a stripper you might want to quit while you're ahead before you, it gets <laughs> too much of your regular life you make good money get out no
0: hmm, i don't know drug cool. dealer maybe for drug dealers <laughs> maybe because then you make all this money and then you can get out it fresh yeah but it never happened Start a legitimate that way. business.
1: Wasn't 50 Cent a drug dealer at some point?
0: I don't really remember. 50 Cent's never really been my favorite. No. No. Uh, yeah, so I like old school hip hop.
1: Okay, moving on. Let's start about the meetup game briefly.
0: Okay, tell us about the meetup game. When was your meetup game?
1: Meetup game was Wednesday at the Westgate. Westgate Wednesdays. Terrible <laughs> name, right? So corny. Yeah. Terrible name. Uh, but pretty good turnout. Five tables of two, five, no limit, which is pretty cool, you know?
0: Would you encourage people to come to the meetup game?
1: <laughs> why, why not?
0: <laughs>
1: I'm hosting it. Why would I say it? Why else would I?
0: I think there are people who will come because they want to come and they like to come. But somebody who's perhaps skeptical about the meetup game. What would you say to encourage them to come to the meetup game?
1: Uh, If you're looking for a sort of home game experience in a casino, uh, something that's not quite as grindy and quiet as uh, your typical Casino 2-5, no limit hold'em game, come hang out. Come join us. It's very casual. Come have a beer afterwards. It's fun. See you there.
0: Are you going to have meet-up games during the World Series of Poker? Yeah,
1: we'll have a couple of them. We're, a couple? Yeah, I think a couple of them. And then we want to have like a meet-up without a game. So some sort of a party, World Series party would be cool.
0: A couple of them. Aren't you supposed to be focusing on like grinding out tournaments and stuff?
1: Yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. I've been pretty good about not uh, getting out of line, too out of hand in these, in these games uh, with the beverages. So that's been nice. So, yeah, I mean, it's just like there's so many people here in Las Vegas that come in, so many poker players that come in during the World Series. So try and meet up with as many people as possible. Speaking of mugs, are you excited about the new mugs gear? Because you should be. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you laughing? We got mugs merch, guys. If you've been to a meetup game or if you want to be there In in spirit, we got nice shirts. We got dad hats. And uh, they're pretty cool because they are, once again, not all pokered out. Very minimalist designs. Really cool. Yeah. Check it out. Uh, Shopandronimi.com
0: Three weeks to World Series. How are you feeling about the impending series? I would like to do a prep for World Series series. Yeah? On this podcast. Okay. And you are the first contestant. All right. (laughs) First guest. Can you share with us what... You will be doing to prep for the series. And, and I will judge whether that is good or bad. <laughs> Note, I've never played a World Series in my life, so my judgments are not valid.
1: That's okay. You can probably provide some insight anyway. You've been through a lot of World Series.
0: Too many to count.
1: <laughs> uh, I think I need to get in shape, or better shape. Okay. I think I need to do some sort of a program or something with somebody that something that holds me accountable to doing something like every day or six days a week or something like that
0: side note mm-hmm. I've recommended this fifty thousand times so I
1: just came up with this idea <laughs> and it's a good one
0: it's a great idea baby a great idea I support you 100 percent
1: okay so yeah that's a good idea because um, it's a it's a pretty big grind what's there's no downside to getting in shape so That's a good idea. What other preparations am I doing? Diving into some tournament study, something Mm. I've never really done before.
0: And how is the tournament study? Is it very different from playing cash games?
1: Um, Well, there's definitely some aspects that I have no idea what's going on or what I'm supposed to do. So mainly when, you know, there's like this ICM thing happening. You familiar with this ICM thing?
0: I've heard it once before, (laughs) (laughs) what is ICM?
1: Independent chip model, I think, or chip method, one of those. Okay. Uh, I can't even spell ICM.
0: That's how
1: much I know about it. When there's money jumps happening, that can affect how you should play various hands and uh, your, your approach to the tournament in general, whether you should be more aggressive or less aggressive, and depending on other people's stacks that remain. So that's obviously not a consideration in cash games. Um, I need to learn a thing or two about that. And yeah, just like smaller stack poker, you know like 20 big blind 30 big blind poker I never play that i'm always 100 big blinds or 200 big lines or even more sometimes. So Some stuff to learn get my learn on about
0: that's good. How about sleep? How about sleep? Yeah So yeah, i'm
1: gonna have to be on the The Somewhat normal person schedule.
0: Are you terrified by that? No Why would i be? <laughs> Because then it puts you in a normal person box.
1: Does it? I mean, going to play poker every day, poker tournaments. There's nothing normal person about poker tournaments.
0: I know, but getting on that sleep work, like sleep workout eating, because I I mean, it would be fine if you just work out, but if you're not getting enough sleep, mm-hmm. then the workouts are not going to be as effective. And if you're not eating healthy, then, you know, so all those three things need to go together.
1: Okay. I'm ready. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Bring it on.
0: Yes. I'm very excited for you.
1: Let's hope. It goes (laughs) more than two days.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, that's a choice, right? So you're going to have to choose working out and sleeping properly and eating properly every day. It's not just a one-time thing. The
1: only thing that, like, ruins it for me is if I sit in a good cash game. And it gets better and better as the hours go on, as the cash games do. So there's lots of cash games during the World Series. And if I find a good one, I'm not going to want to leave.
0: Well, I think then you should give yourself like some leeway, but you should commit to something. So no matter what, I have a a three-day-a-week workout commitment. So whether I'm traveling, whether I'm not feeling 100%, three days minimum. Anything else is bonus. Yeah. So you can commit to three days a week of working out, right?
1: Yeah, sure. Just this. Yeah. Let's just hope.
0: Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Hope is not a strategy. I don't know if you don't know this by now, but hope is not a strategy. I was just going to
1: say, let's hope I don't find that uh, game that just screws me. up. No, it doesn't
0: matter if you find the game. Why? Because you still have a commitment of three days. So the game is not going to go on for three straight days that you're not going to sleep.
1: So you're saying I'll be able to fix my schedule back within the time frame and be able to get my three days in if I happen to stay up really late one night?
0: Yeah, you just have to then recommit. I don't think it's so much about the exact time Mm -hmm. schedule because it's not possible for you, right? It's not like it starts at 5 o'clock and ends at 12 o'clock. It might start at 5 and end at three o'clock the next day. What I'm saying is that you commit to doing certain things, not so much at a specific time. Okay. If you're committed to working out, eating properly and sleeping seven Uh hours.
1: Yep. (laughs) You're going to have to get me out of bed.
0: No. How is this my job? This is your job. Somebody want to come in and take this job. I did not sign up for this job. Thank you. I was already
1: playing poker when when we met. So you knew what you were getting into. You should have.
0: That I'm going to be the alarm clock. <laughs> I did not sign up for that. Yeah. So you have three weeks to start prepping, getting yourself into the shape. Yep. I think it's a bit of a late start. Do but you think I
1: should do P90X?
0: No, Why? I don't. Because...
1: Too hard? I'll quit?
0: <laughs> no, it's not that I don't like believe that you can do it. I just think it's too long.
1: 90 minutes? Is that what it is? Isn't there a short version of it?
0: Oh, yeah, there is now. The P90X Turbo or something, the uh-huh. shorter versions, but you could. But I think you need to go somewhere and have somebody else push you for a little bit. So then you know where your limits are, and then you can work out by yourself.
1: I just feel like going somewhere takes too much time. Like, we have a gym here. Or if we have, if I have one of these programs, I can just do it at home.
0: Yeah, but do you?
1: That's... I don't know. I don't know. If I put it out there, then... Maybe I'll be more inclined to do it, or we can make a prop bet or something.
0: I can do prop bet.
1: All right, right. love to think about this.
0: I can do prop bet, workout prop bet. I like it. So, health and study—that's your World Series prep.
1: If we do a prop bet, I'll probably just—I won't—I just, won't mind losing because exactly. I, I like giving you things.
0: So I'll just make the prop bet like a thousand fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Will you give me fifty thousand dollars? <laughs>
1: That might hurt a little bit. Exactly.
0: So the prop <laughs> bit's $50,000 and you're working out on a, doing a workout program.
1: Okay. <laughs> we'll revisit this idea. Off <laughs> air.
0: What do you think about taking breaks during the World, Series? World uh, Series?
1: Yeah, I think you should take one if you're starting to feel drained. I don't know if it, I don't know if it's good to like schedule one um, because you're not going to really know how you feel mm. at that point. Maybe you'll be feeling perfectly fine and in the zone. And why take a break?
0: Don't quit while you're ahead. (laughs) Yeah. From my my experience as a World Series watcher. Yeah. The Rio is packed Uh the first, like, two weeks. There's no parking. It's just a shit show. And then, like, the last weeks, there's nobody there. The games are kind of sad. Why do you go all gas out when you know the series is seven weeks? Yeah. How do you think you can better pace that for people out there? Like somebody may be coming in and they say, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be in Las Vegas for a month. I'm going to be in Las Vegas for three weeks. How could maybe you pace it so that you don't burn out? Or are there ways that you don't burn out?
1: Well, I think just sort of knowing your your limits and applying that to this event, this time. So I think a lot of people view the World Series as this big money-making opportunity which, you know, is generally uh, one of my better months of the year for sure. So I think you sort of need to like think about what really drains you. You know, obviously it's these super long sessions, right? Mm. And putting those like, you know, several within the same week. It's just, it's really straightforward. You know, it's like really sort of practical that if you play a lot, you're going to get burnt out. So I think playing your normal session lengths is the obvious thing to do.
0: Yeah, I think it comes back to this quit while you are ahead, right? Because I think you can start out saying, I want to have this more balanced World Series experience where I'm not going all out and then exhausted in two weeks. Mm -hmm. But then there's the other side of it's a really good opportunity to make a good amount of money because the opportunity is there. Yeah. I also think it depends on what type of game you're going to play. Do you think you should have a World Series plan? I think that's the better question. Because if you are going to grind mostly tournaments, then I think your outlook on World Series and what you have to do is different to somebody who is just going to play cash games or majority cash games and sprinkle in some tournaments. So who are you, Andrew Nimi?
1: Every year prior to this one, I've been 95% cash games. Um, but this year, I'm, the plan going in is to be 90% tournaments.
0: What? Ooh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I didn't know this. This is news to me.
1: Well, I did say the plan going in is 90% tournaments. So okay. I think it's good to have a plan. Look at the schedule if you're planning on playing tournaments. Um, pick some out that you plan on playing and then set your schedule according to those events. And you don't want to be, obviously, super wiped out before you're playing each of those events. So you're not going to be out uh, playing until 3 a.m. cash games. Or also, another thing to consider is how fun of a city Las Vegas is and how much (laughs) entertainment opportunity there is here.
0: I think we need to bring Kristen Bicknell on this podcast to tell (laughs) us how fun Las Vegas is. Yeah. A whole 15 minutes of outing. (laughs) Right.
1: So... That's another thing that will wear you out uh, and drain you pretty quickly um, if you're going out.
0: Okay. So, yeah, we're not going out. Nobody's going out. Oh. All the listeners of the podcast are coming to Vegas wow. to play. It's
1: the most boring audience ever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to play poker. Because I think there will be people who come in to enjoy Las Vegas mm-hmm. and then perhaps, you know, play a tournament or play some Rio cash games or wherever there are good cash games to be played on the strip. Mm-hmm. But then there's people who are, you know, wanting to come in and say, this is my WSOP year. I feel like it's my WSOP year and I still haven't played a hand of poker this year. Oh, no, I lie. I played two hands on World Series or of, of Poker.com. But, you, okay. know, you know, what since you are mainly a cash game player and are wanting to play more like more tournaments. What changes are you going to make? to your approach <laughs> because i have seen that with you um if we're going to put it out there in the world yeah where you signed up for a tournament or plan on playing a tournament mm-hmm. three days and then the night before you stay all night at Indeed. a cash game Indeed. so how are you going to not do that i <laughs> guess
1: i think it just co- sort of comes back to what you're saying about take a look at the upcoming tournament schedule over the next like couple days or whatever and keep an eye on which ones I want to play. And I just sort of have to like make a conscious effort to not burn myself out in the cash games like leading up to that. So obviously I'm gonna be busting some tournaments probably like early on in the day rather than maybe you bag up around midnight or something like that. When you finish the tournament day at that time, it's easy to like just call it a day and go home and rest up for the next day. But if you bust at like four PM or something, that leaves a lot of time left in the day, which Sure, you can go play cash games, and I'll probably do that. But you also have to like not put in a super long cash game session if you're planning on playing another tournament the next day. And it's, easy, it's easily done. Like we said, just wind up in a cash game and stay for many hours.
0: All right, listeners of the podcast, we all have to hold Andrew accountable to these long cash game sessions if he wants to play a tournament the next day. <laughs>
1: I, I always get comments from people who, uh, who listen and they'll come up to me and be like, oh, what's going on here? You didn't do this. You're not doing this. <laughs> hmm, interesting. So much for that sleep schedule, Andrew. Huh? <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Okay. Well, we're starting our workout tomorrow or Monday. When are we starting our World Series Get Fit Plan?
1: Tomorrow sounds good.
0: All right. You heard it here first. Ladies and gentlemen, Andrew and I are starting a Get Fit Plan for World Series. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing your World Series tips and prep prep schedule. Sure thing. Speaking of tournaments, I don't know what you have to add to this story, but I saw the twenty sixteen WSOP runner up, Vayo.
1: Gordon Vao or Vio, yeah.
0: He was a runner up in one of the World Series main events, right?
1: Uh yeah.
0: 2016, suing PokerStars for non-payout of his tournament win, (laughs) because apparently PokerStars say that they can't prove that he was outside of the United States of America when he won the tournament.
1: Right. So Gordon Veo won $700,000 in a scoop event. Is that what it was? And PokerStars is saying that he was using a VPN from the United States when he's saying no, he was in Canada the whole time. And... Apparently, PokerStars makes it in their terms and conditions or whatever, says that the player has to prove, like, without reasonable doubt that the player was in Canada at the time. Right. Was in the place that they were supposed to be. Um, Which, who's to say, like, what is the reasonable doubt Like, without you sort of live-streaming yourself at the time? So, anyway, they're choosing not to pay him his 700K, he's going to court about it, and uh, here we are now.
0: First question. Has that ever happened in live tournaments where somebody has not been paid out? Because, oh, tell me.
1: Sure, I mean, I don't know of any specific incidents. Sometimes people will play like with a fake ID. Either they've been like barred from the casino, like 86, you know, and then they'll make a fake ID and nobody re- will realize it until
0: they have to cash out
1: yeah they're cashing them out or they're deep in the tournament or something
0: how do they realize when they're cashing out i mean they just do more background
1: not sure not sure really maybe they're just free rolling that person you know mm. like if he, if he loses that's money for us if he wins we're not gonna pay him um so gordon Bayo. do you uh, think he did it I mean, he seems pretty adamant to be able to, like, to go to, like, court. I think most people, when they get caught with this sort of thing, they don't take the company to court. Um, But it would be interesting. Like, it's almost poker stars, like, maybe just covering themselves um, as they're trying to, like, get licensed and regulated in the U.S. to just make sure they're, like, appearing to be incredibly overly diligent about this sort of thing, being able to, like um protect their interest and also limit the the borders uh, as effectively as possible, you know?
0: I know. One of the comments uh was that it's all good for Pokestars to allow US citizens to sign up and then over police them, shouldn't they not let them sign up at all?
1: Hmm. Um I don't know. I mean, they want as many customers as possible. And they're still, like, operating within the law, right? So, like...
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you are a U.S. citizen living outside the United States, then I understand it as that you should be able to. But the argument was that it's all nice that you accept me and take my money for the deposit and then try and find ways to disprove my actual win.
1: Yeah, it's all really stupid anyway. Like, why in this country... Can you not gamble within the country, but if you're living outside in a different country, but you're still a citizen of this country, then it's fine.
0: Shrugs it shoulders. no sense. Shrugs shoulders. I don't understand. Well, but I'm I,
1: on Gordon's side then.
0: I don't know anything about uh, the intricacies of it, but I thought it was interesting, especially that, you know, saying, yeah, you can take our money, but then you want to immediately disprove that I won. I see your point as well from PokerStars' perspective to sort of, you know, cross the T's, dot the I's, to look as legitimate as possible in Mm -hmm. order to move forward Mm -hmm. in this poker landscape. Yeah. Living in the gray, PokerStars is. Are they? Yeah. How is that not? Like, because they could have just been like, nope, we don't take U.S. citizens living in the U.S. living abroad because you can...
1: Whatever the regulating bodies decide is allowed the governments and the bodies
0: mm, governments and bodies <laughs> you want rules to protect and make things fair in inverted commerce, but then it's always too much i think and it's always not enough understanding before legislation and stuff is passed for the most part
1: yeah it's a bunch of nonsense I was talking about this the other night. Maybe I should go make a video about, or at least mention why uh, I've never made a video from the casino that shall not be named.
0: Yeah, you should. I think that will be very helpful.
1: Okay, got to (laughs) go.
0: Before you go, though, I saw something, you know, we talk about relationships on this podcast. Um, I saw something called the gray divorce. Have you heard of this term? Nope. What do you think it means?
1: Um, Becoming friends with benefits.
0: What? (laughs) What's that got to do with divorce?
1: Because you're just going to be friends, but still.
0: So in the gray area? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay, that's a good try. I never would have thought about it that way. Uh, But gray divorce is the trend that's been noticed that people who've been married 20, 30, even 40 years are getting a divorce so apparently divorce in the u.s has come down like mm-hmm. the rate of divorce really but the rate of gray divorce which is people in the twit like married 20 30 40 years
1: people that are turning gray
0: that's right baby okay people that are turning gray are getting divorced getting divorced why do you think that is the articles i read had some sure. ideas
1: because they probably got married for different reasons they probably got married since it was more like traditional and conventional thing to do and uh, people that are getting getting married as time goes on they're getting married because they want to or you know probably later in life people get married earlier in life they are still learning a lot about themselves and developing and things change
0: So you think people change too much and then
1: yeah I mean My parents got married in their early 20s, and uh, I cannot imagine being married in my early
0: 20s.
1: (laughs) So I just don't think it would work. The chances of that marriage working out would be a lot less just because I I think I'm a pretty different person now than I was in my 20s. You know, if you're going through all those personal changes, it's hard for a relationship to not go through a lot of changes.
0: So how do you think, because there are people who've been married 50 years and are still pretty happy. Mm -hmm. So I think there's arguments for both sides, right? Like get married, grow together, and so you're always changing together and you have somebody in your court, so to speak, Mm -hmm. or grow and then get married. So both of you know exactly who you are and then you know what you're getting.
1: Yep. I don't know. I don't know why people that are going gray, people that are older, um, decide to get divorced after all that time. I guess just because it's never too late to sort of like be happy and mm. maybe they're sort of realizing that and understanding that. And as people, I mean, your expected life is getting okay. longer and longer. So, if you know, they're 40 or 50 or whatever. Their life is only half over potentially. They still have the second half of their entire life.
0: Age was a big factor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's the way that life is portrayed. So before you used to People at 40 or 50 would say, I'm I'm so old. And now people who are 40 are doing things that 20 year olds would have been doing. And so I think what is expected of you at certain age stages is Mm -hmm. a lot different. And I think a lot more relaxed. Like people would, you know, society had expected that by 50 or 60, you should start having grandkids. And now people in their 50s are not even married. I met a man on the plane to Montreal, a Dutch man, and he said he waited. So he's 60 and his oldest was 19. And so he said he waited until he knew who he was before he got married and had started having children. And he thinks that it was the best decision that he's ever made.
1: Interesting. I was just thinking if I was, you know, born like 30 years earlier or something then oh. so, social conventions would be shunning me <laughs> this age and
0: yeah you're having be, this lifestyle you know, you'd be buying your second house with the picket fence or something the the bigger house the expanding <laughs> house for you moving mom. out
1: of my starter house
0: right that's that's the term uh, Man, but... that would be nice actually <laughs> what moving out of your starter house
1: into a bigger house right now why just living the American dream. <laughs> You have a dog. And a cat. And a cat.
0: <laughs> okay, somebody wanted to sell Andrew the American Dream. He's ready to buy it. And another thing that was cited was people who got married. You know, like, what, say we wanted to have children. So we got married, had kids. And then when the kids are gone, then there's no relationship left, which is really sad. Isn't mm-hmm.
1: it? Yeah, that is sad. I mean, my aunt and uncle have been uh, doing nothing but, like, traveling, like, um, just about every week they seem perfectly happy even though their kids have been you know their lives i mean there's they've had kids and their kids have had kids so they still make those kids a part of their lives and there's a whole world out there to see what's the what's the problem explore that together
0: I know but if you don't work on your relationship while you're married because mm. a lot of times i've seen you know we just fall into roles like i watched my parents like my dad would go to work my mom was like doing house stuff Mm -hmm. and then they never really made time for each other until much later on so then as soon as the kids leave then there's no relationship to fall back on or not even fall back on but sort of
1: gotta have date night
0: when last did we have date night
1: i don't know pretty recently i think we did maybe no what are you doing later
0: (laughs) (laughs) so is there anything else you want to share
1: Mm, No
0: All right, listeners of Tell's podcast I think that's all we have time for today Thank you so much for listening Please go to iTunes and rate Our podcast If you like it If you don't like it just send us an email At tells at com, And we will fix your problem of why you don't like the podcast We appreciate all feedback Yeah And share it with your friends
1: Drop whatever you're doing while you're listening to this If you're in the car listening to this just pull over And send us an email. (laughs) I'm serious.
0: Tell us at andrewnimi.com. We want to hear from you. We want to hear all your relationship questions that we can answer, especially going into this very, very trying time that is a world series of poker.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Trying times ahead. See (laughs) you A whole seven weeks. Can't wait.
0: Of trying times. Let's do this. And we will chat to you next week. All right. Are we going to do the podcast during World Series? Yes, of course. Okay, just checking. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.